You are listening to the Self-Love Journals podcast, episode number 10, Depression. Welcome to the Self-Love Journals podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Baker. Through a lifetime of journaling, I have discovered that everything you need to find your true authentic self is already inside you, waiting to be uncovered. Tune in weekly as I share with you the things I have learned that block and boost your self-love. Welcome everyone to this episode on depression. This is a heavy topic for me. I think it is for many, many people out there. And it's been one that I haven't really known how to approach it or what to say. And the way I decided to do this episode is just to chronologically write out my journal entries that talk about depression and I have to say that I did not know I had depression until I was an adult, but my therapist told me that I most definitely had clinical depression. And so I think it's something that is hard to understand and it's different for everybody. It looks different, but it's important to know that it's hard and that you can be validated in having depression and feeling it and not knowing where it comes from. And it's just... It's just a very complicated thing, but we're not alone in feeling these things. The process of this podcast is really helping me to come out and share my true feelings and not be afraid of what I might say or what people might think or if I feel embarrassed. And there's journal entries that I have shared, but I've taken out parts of it because It seemed a little too vulnerable or I felt embarrassed to say certain things, but I'm finding that the more I can be myself and share how I feel and even things that I've felt in the past, it's helping me to feel stronger and more confident and becoming more of the person that I not just want to be, but who I feel like I need to be and just kind of taking off the mask and all of the facades and just finding out more about myself and depression has been a very long lasting hard thing for me because I couldn't pinpoint it. I didn't know what it was. And also mostly because I avoided it and I tried to pretend I did put on a mask and I pretended like I was fine and that everything was fine and I didn't need any help and I could just do more and try harder and maybe the more that I did the sadness would go away and that's not how depression has worked in my life so I will start with my first journal entry this is at age 14 in 1995 I wrote I feel sad actually I don't know what to think I feel weird this month I feel like there are pieces of me scattered all over and I can't put them together Um, And I didn't know what was going on, but the fact that I said there are pieces of me scattered all over and I can't put them together just shows that I felt lost. And I would describe depression a lot of time in my life as a pit, like a pit of despair or a spiral. And if I were to like draw or be an artist, it, it would definitely be a pit and something that goes down deep. And that's how I felt a lot of the time. Another entry at age 14, I wrote, so then we came home and guess what I did? 
took a nap. Yep, one of my four-hour ones. So I slept a lot. I think that's how I dealt with depression. I didn't know that. I didn't know why I slept a lot, um, but I was aware of it because at age 14, I wrote in my journal, I took another one of my four-hour naps, and I think that was my brain and my body's way of dealing with my emotions, not knowing what to do with them. I didn't have anybody to talk to. And when I did mention to my parents, oh, I'm feeling this way or that way, it just kind of got brushed off like, oh, you're doing fine. So I just try to not feel that way. (laughs) And so I didn't have anybody to process it with. I didn't have any options of talking to any therapist even later in life. It wasn't until I got married that my husband suggested I talk to a therapist, which I did just for a short while. And then it wasn't until four years ago that I really was able to do some important and deep work with my therapist. But um, having somebody to talk to is so important. So I just internalized all my feelings and sleeping was a way that I got through the day sometimes and kind of how I would recover from doing something difficult. At age 15 in 1996, I wrote... I really feel weird, like my life is pointless, like it's not going anywhere. Where is it going? I wish I knew. I guess I don't know what I want. So to me, this points to depression. I felt weird and I felt like I didn't know what was going on and that I didn't know what I want. I always just followed what other people were doing that looked good to me. And I try to internalize things and I thought, well, what do they want me to do? And what do they want me to think? And I would do that. And that gave me kind of a false sense of security because I didn't trust myself. And I think depression is is a time where you do feel a lot of sadness and it's hard to process things. It's hard to feel confident. And here I said, I guess I don't know what I want. So at a young age, at age 15, I was telling myself, I don't know what I want. And it just wears on you when you're not able to express how you feel and you just kind of sit in this slump and this sadness for a while. Um, The next year at age 16, I wrote, life gets more confusing every day. I don't know what I am doing or where I am going. I just think there is something wrong with me. When will my life feel like it's coming together? I feel so lost. But again, like I was pinpointing myself and saying, I just think there's something wrong with me and I'm confused. And I just had so much going on in my head. And a lot of times I felt lost, like I was in that pit of despair and I just didn't know, I didn't know how to process my feelings. The next year at age 17, I wrote, today I tried to get a new start. I got all my homework done. I went to the gym. I've washed my face and read my scriptures. I just hope I can get back on track. I am very bitter these days. I miss my dad a lot. I think it's affecting me some. I pull myself away from affection and friendships. I don't know what to do. I might move to Oregon. So this was when I was in high school and my dad was working. He's an, he's an entrepreneur and he was trying to do some startup businesses. And so I was saying that I missed him, um, but that I also knew that I was pulling away from affection. 
and I was trying to get a new start, but I just always felt like I was missing the mark and back at square one. And you know, those things were hard for me, just feeling like I, I didn't know if I was doing everything I needed to and things that everybody deals with in life. And there's no perfect or right scenario. You know, there can be so many wonderful things in a family, but there are still things that are difficult and it's not all the way good or all the way bad. And in no way do I think that I had a childhood that was not everything that I needed. I do believe that speaking as a parent, you want the best for your kids and you do the best that you can. And I know that my parents gave us everything that they could. And I don't feel like a victim in any way, but I do know that childhood is hard. Growing up is hard. Everybody's childhood has hard things and it's okay to admit that. And that's given me a lot of security and not feeling like a victim when I think of things that were hard for me and just ways that I grew up or that that I was or felt like I was insecure or not strong enough. I, I don't like to think, oh, that bad or that shouldn't have happened. The fact that everything happened means that it was meant to happen. And I want to think things that serve me now. So it doesn't serve me to think, oh, that was so hard. The thing that I struggled with or what I did or anything that's happened to me in the past. Today, I don't think it was bad for me. Everything that happened, everything in my life happened for me because I needed it. And I have grown and learned things. And going through all of these hard things for me in my mind, mostly emotionally, but that was very, very real for me, has helped me become the person I am today and that I am continuing to evolve into. And I am able to express how I have felt, how I'm feeling now and how I want to feel. And it's just, I just love believing that everything that happens in our lives happens on purpose. So at age 19 in the year 2000, I wrote, I really need to get out and start visiting people. Maybe I am just dwelling so much on my own problems. Someday I will understand everything. And then I wrote a scripture from the Bible in Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6. And I think if I remember right, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. This has always been my favorite scripture because I always felt unsure of myself, first of all, and I was always in some kind of a lull or a sadness or anxiety. And I just wanted to hold on to that because I didn't understand what was going on. And so I just wanted to trust in the Lord and not lean to my own understanding because much of the time I did not understand how I was feeling. But I did have a little inkling of some light where I said, maybe I'm just dwelling so much on my own problems. And I believe that's true. I believe that when we think about our problems, we just think of more problems. And the more we think of the present and what we're doing in the present and enjoying the present moment, our so-called problems just melt away. So that was some good insight that I had at age 19. Another entry that same year, I wrote, I feel better today about myself, but I have been so bad as far as with people 
and I think it's because I'm feeling so crappy about myself. I feel like the type to naturally feel secluded or away from people. I don't want to be that way. So for sure, the depression that I was in made me feel naturally to not want to be around people. And I was aware that I wasn't interacting with people and it was because I felt crappy about myself. And a lot of times I know it's because I was in a depression. And when you are in a depression, it's hard to know how you got there and why you're there and how long you'll be there. And I tried to figure that out for many, many years. And a few years ago, I just decided it doesn't matter. I'm not going to try to figure out what caused this depression because I have no clue. And I just decided it doesn't matter. And I think that was healing and healthy for me because that was just one less thing I took off my plate because I felt like, well, now I have to be in charge of figuring out what triggers my depression. I think it's good to be aware, but not putting that expectation on yourself to feel like you caused your depression because you don't. At age 20 in 2001, I wrote, I don't feel like being spiritual. I'm just starting to grow cold, I think. I'm sad that I'm letting myself get this way. I'm not even going to make New Year's resolutions. I have so many, I don't even know where to start. I feel like I want to go somewhere by myself and live. Somewhere where no one knows me and I know no one. I don't know why. I don't feel worthy for anyone right now. I feel like a terrible person right now. I feel bad about myself, which I know isn't that good. So to me, this is absolutely depression. And I just continually felt like there was something wrong with me. I literally felt like I was a terrible person, even though I was not doing anything to anyone. I was just trying to be better and to love myself and I couldn't love myself. And so I blamed myself and started calling myself a terrible person. And that is not any part of me. And to me, that's what depression feels like. And I also said I didn't feel like feeling spiritual and I was sad. And so I had some guilt about not feeling spiritual. And those are the things that compound on top of one another that just, I think, make it worse when you put these expectations of, oh, I should be doing this because I was told that it will help me. And it does help in times in your life. But when you're in a depression, nothing can help sometimes. And you just need to let yourself be and give yourself as much grace as you possibly can and reach out for help for sure. You need to reach out for help. You need to have people in your life that understand when you feel a depression episode coming on so that they already know. And so all you have to do is just say, Hey, I'm feeling low today and you know, I need this. And so before you're in that space, take care of yourself and make sure that you have some people in your life that you can tell so that you can reach out to them and just so that they know that you're having a hard time. And even that is like a lifeline. It's so helpful. Um, still at age 20, I wrote, I feel like I don't like myself, like I am against myself, like there are two people inside of me battling each other. I feel like I am separate. My heart and my head say two totally different things. I'm never content and I'm always negative towards myself. I wish I could just have faith that the Lord will make it all right, 
that if I try my hardest and I'm doing all that I can to keep all of his commandments, that he will see me through. So this has been a hard one for me. Um, I naturally love to follow rules. I've liked to follow the commandments and I just like being on the safe side, I guess you could say. And so I really kind of held fast to doing what I'm told and things will work out. Well, you know, that got to a point where I was trying everything, but I still hated myself. I still was hard on myself. I still had anxiety. I still felt deep sadness that I didn't know was depression. And my mind, I thought, well, I guess it's not working. I'm, I'm not righteous enough. And that is a trap that I don't want anyone to fall into. And if you are religious, God does not want you to feel like you have to be more and try harder. He knows your efforts and he knows your heart. And I was so conflicted. I felt like there were two people inside of me and I just I just was separate from myself. I, I had a very mean inner critic and um, I can say now that I do not feel separate. I feel totally, completely one with myself. I've got my back and more and more as time goes on, as, as my life situations are unfolding, I have got my back and things have been difficult. And sometimes I wonder how I'm doing it. How am I going through everything? It's just because I finally have accepted who I am and I'm able to support myself and strengths that I didn't know I have are coming out. And one of the best feelings is just feeling like I'm my own best friend and my own bodyguard. Um, I'm my own cheerleader and I don't go through that process of thinking, what does this person want from me? What does this person want me to say? And I don't want to displease anybody. And I'm slowly moving away from that. And my self-love is growing and my ability to love others is growing as well. Another journal entry from that same year in 2001, I wrote, I've been having a hard time with myself lately. I want to catch myself before I slip into a depression or something. I always begin by abusing my body. I eat until I am sick, but I shouldn't abuse myself like that. I need to realize that I am loved. I know I am, so I really need to take care of myself and others. I hope that as I begin this cycle of down that I feel is coming on, I hope I can conquer it and pull myself out before I get too deep. I know I am a daughter of God and I know it hurts him to see me treat myself like this. I need to come to him. I feel like there is no one here to help me. So I need to remember that Jesus will help me and ask for his help. So I did reach out to God and Jesus many times, but at the same time, I did feel like no one was there to help me. It's okay to reach out for professional help if you have anxiety and depression because believing in God and believing in Jesus, it doesn't always fix that. And there's no shame in that. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. And I felt that way many times. I felt shameful thinking I might need medication that was so taboo or a therapist. That's why there are people on this earth <laughs> to help us with these things. And there's no, no shame in that. And this was the first time at age, I think it was 21, um, where I even wrote the word depression that I even wanted to say out loud. 
Like I would be so ashamed to even say that I had depression because somehow I felt like I brought it on myself. And that is not true. And I I don't know clinically everything. I am not a professional. This is just strictly my experience. And you don't cause depression. You don't bring it on yourself. October 1st of 2001, I wrote, I'm not very good at writing my thoughts. I've been feeling a lot of good things lately. I've just really felt blessed to be able to this year step back and look at the situation and how that sometimes soon it will all work out. I just try to keep a smile on my face and the Lord does the rest. I have had times lately where I felt like being depressed and worrying, but I decided to smile and go on and forget about it. So usually with depression, there's some up cycles where you don't feel so depressed. You kind of come out of it. And so at this time when I wrote this, I was feeling good and I felt like I was able to step back and smile and have some faith in the Lord and just kind of help reboot me. This is helpful for me. I would have some manic episodes. So I have been diagnosed before by a therapist with anxiety and then depression. And then at one time I went to somebody who said maybe I had bipolar disorder. And that was because I would be in a deep depression where I could function, but minimally. And I was a stay-at-home mom with four kids. So some days I would just be in bed all day mostly and I would take them to school and whatnot and I could do that. But other than that, I just was so depressed. I just wanted to sleep. But then sometimes it would change and I would feel amazing and I had tons of energy. I would feel so good about myself. And so at one point I was taking mood stabilizers for a couple years and that was helpful. That was part of my journey. Um, that was necessary for me. But there are times where you're not as depressed and that's normal too. Even for people who don't have clinical depression, they feel sad. Everybody feels sad and that's normal. But at any time where you feel like you need some extra help or you need to talk more about your feelings, it's always a good idea to talk to somebody or especially if you can talk to a therapist. At age 21 in 2002, I wrote, today has been an interesting day. I've been going and going for so long and all of a sudden began feeling tired and just kind of stopped and stared, thinking about nothing. For a minute, I felt a little discouraged just about everything I am doing, trying to do, and am not doing, but after I read and prayed, it quickly left me. I have to keep on going no matter what. Some days are going to be better than others, so when a day comes along that was not as good as it has been going, duh. That's no reason to start feeling sad and depressed. I need to be careful not to overload. This is a nice entry. um, And it actually illustrates what I was talking about, about feeling manic depressive. Because I was going, going, going. That would be like my manic. And then all of a sudden, I was just tired. And I just would stop and think about nothing. And for me, it literally was like a light switch between depressive and manic episodes. And then I started feeling discouraged But then I kind of got this thought of just keep going. And of course, every day is not going to feel amazing. You know, I've had such high expectations for myself and I held myself up to such a high standard. It was like I wouldn't allow myself to be anything but feeling amazing all the time. And then when I did, I just fell so hard and I felt like I had just fallen and I was just so hard on myself. So I said, I need to be careful not to overload. And 
definitely. I would say that is important and self-care, self-care, self-care. And it is not selfish. It's mandatory. You have to take care of yourself. If you feel like you have depression and you go into depression a lot, um, you just have to take care of yourself. And for me, the more I've been able to take care of myself, I've not fallen into such a deep depression and just have a lot of grace with yourself and don't beat yourself up for feeling any certain way or think that you have caused it. At age 26 in 2007, I wrote, I have been feeling so down lately. I don't get too excited or happy about anything. I just get worried or tired. I'm just so negative. I feel uncomfortable around my own family and I feel like they don't really love me. I think no one really cares about me. I just don't feel like a good person anymore. I feel fake because I mostly feel sad and unhappy, mostly with myself. Yes, to me, this is deep depression. I I was feeling like nobody loved me and also that I was fake. It's like I just felt like I couldn't do anything right. Everything I did was wrong. Nothing you do no way that you feel is wrong. And I think the more that you can accept your feelings, no matter what they are, the easier you can be on yourself. You can come to a more healthy, um, stable, aware self, which is who you are because you are not any of your depression or your anxiety or any disorder or anything that you have. That is, that does not define you. That is not who you are. And so it's important to remember that. At age 28 in 2009, I wrote, It's just time for me to move on and be happy. I'm finally slowly moving out of this rut. I think that possibly God let me sit in it for so long to teach me a lesson. I don't know what lesson yet, but I have definitely become a lot stronger through all my struggles. I believe this, but it is hard. It's hard to accept that we go through hard things for a reason. And I realize that everybody will have a different idea of what this might mean to you and what you believe. That's why I've been careful about not putting anything religious on here um, because I didn't want to like offend anybody. But you know, at this point, I just have to be who I am and just share how I feel. You know, this, this is a podcast about my experience and you can take it or leave it and things that resonate with you. You can take it and run and things that don't apply to you totally just disregard it. And so this is something that I feel like I want to share. If my journal entry says something about God, I mean, that, that is something that is important to me and it's a process and it's a journey for me. And I do believe that. And and whether you believe in God or not, I think that we do become stronger in our struggles and we don't like them, but struggles are a way for us to progress and to learn things about ourselves that we never knew we had in us. If everything was easy, we wouldn't grow. I like to accept the struggles and and roll with it. And the more authentic you are to yourself, the more strength you have to be able to go through those struggles and they will turn into amazing strengths that you can use in your life and on the people around you and the people that you love. At age 31 in 2012, I wrote, I am really struggling for some reason. I have been feeling so negative about myself. I don't even know why. I know I shouldn't and that the negative things I feel are not true, but I feel so depressed. I feel fat. I feel like I am focusing on all the things that I am not doing. 
I don't know where to focus. I can't make up my mind what to do during the day. I feel a love-hate relationship with food. I just don't know what my problem is. I'm feeling very insecure and I don't have a focus on my life and what I need to do other than to pray and try to feel the spirit. I've been doing a lot of that. I can just pray for help. I'll keep writing to document how I get through this because I know someday soon I will. This is a really hard one for me to read because for much of my life, I tried this and I am a spiritual person. I do believe in God and I believe he answers our prayers. Um, But I got to the point where I just felt like my efforts to be spiritual and to get spiritual help was in vain because I felt so much depression and I felt so confused and that's where I think it can be harmful is where we feel like we're not good enough and we're trying to do everything right and it's just not working and there's a lot of grace and God gives us grace and but we always just need to give ourselves a break and realize that we're doing our best and to not be hard on ourselves and that's why I just think self-love is so important. I think that when you learn how to love yourself and accept yourself, that is the most important tool you can have and things can grow from there. And which is why I've dedicated this whole podcast to uncovering your self-love. I just believe that's where it starts. And like I've said before, we are all born with innate self-love because when we were babies, we didn't hate ourselves. We didn't know that. <laughs> you know, it's the world who conditions us to think different ways and, and act different ways. And the reason why I love being in the present, because the more you tune into the present, the more you realize how amazing you are. And all these things that block our self-love, like depression, which is very, very real, um, it just doesn't have that strong of a hold on you and and it kind of lightens as your self-confidence builds. So that's why I love to talk about how I am still learning to strengthen my self-love, but how I'm ultimately deciding that I know what's right for me and how to love myself. At age 37 on 2018, I wrote, I've had a hard week. My PMS is bad emotionally and hormonally. Today is the first day in a week I have felt the depression has lifted. My overeating appetite has eased up. I feel like the war is over and I can start to pick up the pieces. It is so hard. So, so hard. Maybe someday I will overcome. I'm still searching for the answer, but I'm slowly slowing down. This is my cycle. Number one, on top of the world. Number two getting so much accomplished. Number three, feeling like nothing can stop me. Number four, bam, my body feels like I hit a brick wall. Number five, I feel extremely tired. Number six, my appetite severely increases. Number seven, I feel anxious and uneasy. Number eight, all I want to do is eat junk food and sleep. Number nine, weight gain and feeling gross. Number 10, I feel hopeless and depressed. And number 11, I start to feel normal. Number 12, the next two weeks, I gradually feel better. (laughs) So this was my cycle. There were a few years where I was trying to track my menstrual cycle. I was trying to figure out why this happens to me, why I feel so bad. And honestly, all it did for me is made me feel worse because I feel like I've been tracking this. I'm trying to make sense of it and it makes no sense at all. And 
I was just putting that expectation on myself and just trying to predict what was going to happen and try to not let it happen. And so for me, it, it wasn't helpful to track that. That was a very, very typical cycle of mine. And it pretty much happened every month. And I don't know, again, like when I was trying to figure out how this is happening and why, like when I got down to like the nitty gritty of, of why and what can I do, like it just made it worse for me. What has helped me is just to get in touch with myself and who I am and what I want and what I think and feel and taking care of myself. At age 38 in 2019, I wrote a couple of weeks ago when we got home from Christmas in Sun Valley, I had a big breakdown. Depression with feelings of insecurity, negative emotions, and even thinking about not existing anymore. I attributed it to skipping my medication a few days that week and thought it was a fluke. I had experienced episodes like that many times in my lifetime, but Travis had never seen me so bad before and it worried him. A few days went by and I felt much better, but towards the end of the day yesterday, I started feeling low, sluggish, and cloudy in thinking. Today I felt very depressed. I slept for three hours this morning and I felt very sad. My thoughts were jumbled and I had difficulty focusing. My breathing got heavy and my lips tingled. I felt ashamed for feeling this way and wondered what I had done to cause it. I know feeling like this is not my fault, but I still felt blame and shame. I'm feeling a bit better now, but I decided to go talk to my psychiatrist again. Maybe my dose is too low. Anyway, I think it will be good to talk it over with him. I've had depression where I've thought about not existing. I never thought through how that might happen. I just was kind of wishing it would just poof because I was so sad or paranoid, um, not just feeling in that deep abyss, that just that pit. It's, it's just hard. I mean, reading this, I, it, I remember feeling like this and it's hard. It's nothing that you make up and you don't cause it. I felt ashamed, I said, and I wondered what I had done. And again, for me, I have just decided I don't cause depression. And also I can't stop it from coming sometimes. And either way, whatever happens, it is not my fault. And I do not need to put that expectation on myself of knowing how and when it's coming. You just have to be nice to yourself my saving grace is to always seek after the things that grow my individual self-love. Not the things that people have told me to do, the things that I've tried over and over to do that seem to not be working. I had to stop all those things and I focused on me and myself and doing the things that made me feel loved and important. And things can grow from there. Another entry from age 38 was last night I had the thought that I am working on grounding myself. I'm trying to make myself grounded. I'm putting down roots that I decide to live by. Roots that will not sway with changes or behavior from others around me. The more grounded I become, the more calm and stable I should feel. When thoughts arise that I'm not okay, that there's something wrong with me, I want to learn to stop those thoughts. That's what I'm working on. If I stay present and do what I need to do for myself, I hope I can learn to trust my instincts and build respect for myself. I want to take care of myself because no one else will. I want to decide what's best for me 
and be confident in those decisions. I can be in charge of my life. Even when I don't know what to do, I can feel calm and present in being myself. Whatever choices I make, good or bad, I can forgive myself and move on or feel good about a choice. I can learn to give myself more leeway to just be me and to not worry. This is my goal for myself. So this was a huge shift in thinking for me because my whole life up until about this time, I was just on the mode of do what I'm told, do and say what I think others want me to do, just big people pleaser. I was never checking in with myself. In fact, I didn't even know really what I thought about certain things and I just realized that wasn't working and so I started to okay, well, I'm not going to make myself do this and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And that was kind of the first step for me in this entry. I wanted to say, I want to feel calm and grounded. And to do that, I told myself, if I have thoughts, I wanted to stop them. Or if I wanted to feel like I'm not good enough, I was just going to let that go. And I wanted to respect myself and take care of myself. And all of these things just point to self-love. That helped me climb out of that pit of depression. And I've mentioned before, I did go see a therapist and get medication. After I had my second child, I got medication for anxiety and it helped me so much. And there's no shame in that. No matter how long you may need to take it, it is something that you need to do for yourself because you love yourself. In 2019, I wrote, Thank goodness I'm out of the woods for now with emotional help. Last week was the worst depression and suicidal thoughts I've ever had. It was so horrible. I felt so helpless, yet I knew it was not reality, the thoughts I was having, but they were there so strong. I felt like demons had entered my body and that I was possessed. I felt like that, but I knew probably not. It was so horrible. I'm so glad it's over and hopefully I'm stronger and better armed for the next time. I went to my new doctor and he doubled my dose. So far, I feel much better. I may go up a dose depending on how the next episode is. We'll see for now, but I'm just so grateful that's over. So it sounds like up until this point, that was the worst depression that I had had. And um, I was starting on medication. I think at this time it was for depression And so, you know, talking to the doctor, that's what they do. They, they help guide you. You try things and you might need to go up a dose or you could go down or you could switch, you know? And, but the thing is you shouldn't be alone. You should have somebody that's helping you. If you're not able to see a doctor or have that option, just have somebody to talk to is very helpful. The next entry that year, it says, I am grateful that after my last episode last week of a week-long depression, I have come out stronger. I'm grateful that I am willing to try new things to boost my self-esteem and form new ways of thinking about myself. I'm grateful for the slowness and stillness of time that is happening for me more and more. The breath of life is returning to me. For me, it was always depression and then feeling okay and then and then depression and just that cycle. At age 39, I wrote, Today I am experiencing depression. I don't want to go into why. It's deeply sad and my body wanted to escape the sadness by sleeping. 
Now I understand why I would sleep so much when I was having a hard time. I have had depression for a long time. I felt the sadness come over me this morning after some tension in my life. I let it out, but I did not sink into despair as I have so many times in the past. I just let myself feel and prayed that the Lord would sit with me. I prayed that I would feel love for myself. I'd say that I do. But when it comes to all those in my family that have individual needs, I often crumble by the attention. I often feel the responsibility is on me and that I do not meet those needs. For today, I will try and let myself be. Um, so this was only two years ago when I realized that I have had depression for a long time. And for me, that was really sad. That was hard because I downplayed it. I, I didn't give myself the acknowledgement that what I have been dealing with has been hard and I haven't been giving myself the support and reaching out and getting help. I have kept quiet and you don't have to do that. You can ask for help. You can tell people there are professionals. If there's no one in your family, you can talk to a doctor or a therapist and there's so many ways that you can help yourself just by reaching out and I felt like I had so much responsibility on myself to my young kids and my husband and I just struggled with it for a long time and I stayed there because of shame and embarrassment. I didn't want to admit to myself that I had depression because of what that may mean. You just don't have to do that. It's it's not anything to be ashamed about. The more that you let yourself be, the more free you are. And in my experience, um, I've been able to not feel depression. I currently don't take any medication. I was on mood stabilizers for two years almost and anxiety medication for 10 years and medication for depression for several months. But um, through that process, it was, they call it like a bridge medication. So like you take medication to help you through things and to help you get into a space in your mind and your body where you can create new tools and new ways of dealing with things. And that's what I've done. And I've gone through so many personal experiences to where I've gotten knocked down and I stand back up and I try something new. And through trial and error, learning to trust myself, I come to a place now where I am on my side and I trust myself more than just doing what others say. I have a lot of hard things going on in my life right now, but I am not going into depression. I'm not feeling anxiety. I'm not manic depressive. I am able to continue on and I'm seeking help that I need. I have support and it's fine. Like I am amazed at the things that I'm able to do. I'm like more busy now than I've ever been. But at the same time, there's more going on right now in my life than ever. <laughs> and I just think, wow, I can't believe that I'm doing this. But, you know, I've been doing this work. I've been trying to process and figure things out. I mean, I have 12 full journals full of all of this, just trying to process and figure it out. And I know that it's so possible to get to a place where you trust yourself. You know innately, you know instinctively what's best for you. You know where to go, who to talk to. And you get to a point where you are able to give yourself all the grace you need 
you can make mistakes and it doesn't mean a thing. It just means that you know what to do or what not to do. And for me, my therapist did call it a miracle and it is, it's a miracle for me that I don't feel this depression anymore, especially since it was so prevalent in my life. And I kept it hidden from everybody, mostly myself. I didn't want to admit that I had depression and that just suppressed it even more and, and made it harder. Every day when I remind myself that I am the most important person in my life and that I love myself and that I know what's best for me, that is where my strength comes in and I'm able to move forward and learn new things and do things that I never thought possible and I'm getting through things that are very difficult but I'm not crumbling. In fact, I am succeeding and strengthening and I know that there are amazing, wonderful things ahead of me in my life that I never thought I'd be able to do. I just know that there, there's a way out of these things like depression, which is so real. On December 18th, 2020, age 39, I wrote, I still don't know if I've got my back. I want to know that no matter what I do, say, think, or feel, that I still love myself the same. I do not want to feel any guilt, shame, embarrassment, or negativity towards myself, only love and acceptance. I want to have my back. Be my own number one. Have faith and leap into the uncomfortable, the unknown. That is where I will gain confidence in myself that whatever happens, I have got my own back. I can do this. What if I fail? Then I try again. I will fail, but that doesn't have to stop me from trying again and again and again. This is just my story and it's hard for me to tell because it's very real and and I know that each of you have a very real story and that you have very real struggles and I want to acknowledge that and to hold space for you in that and that if you find that yourself in situations that you feel alone, that you are valid in feeling whatever you feel and that your feelings matter and that you are worth enough to speak up for what you need or even if you don't know what you need, just that you are struggling and you owe that to yourself and you are worth it. You've got to have your own back and it feels amazing. And every day that I try to be honest with myself and others and at the same time being loving and kind, you know, I feel a stronger connection with myself and ability that I can take care of myself. Um, at age 40 in 2021, I wrote, some days you just go through the motions to keep going. This week is going to be one of those weeks. My body goes through days of fatigue, sluggishness, aloofness, eating changes, depression, and anxiety. But I know now how to get through. Prayer, positive attitude, and other things I don't even feel like writing about. But I will come back. It's a test of faith to keep going. And so you just keep going. And that's something that I've always done. But I've kept going with help. I've kept going with reaching out, with expressing emotions, with seeing a therapist, with taking medication, some of which did not help and it was difficult to feel the reactions of those, but I did it. And I did it because I wanted to fight for myself. 
So just keep going and know that you are worth it and that whatever you're doing is good enough. Later that year, I wrote, every morning I struggle to get out of bed. I have felt depressed this week. It's hard. I'm trying to get on my feet, but I've been struggling. I don't know what to do to make me feel calm, confident, and content. I'm trying not to be overwhelmed, but I feel closed off, unmotivated. I don't know what to do, and reading the scriptures and praying feels hard and scary that if I do them, it won't work. Or maybe my faith has diminished. Yes, I think it's that. So I was still feeling depression just last year. I was in this cycle. I was struggling. And I used to get in these places where I just felt confused. Like, wait, how did I get here again? What did I do? What should I do? And if you find yourself in that, just go into low power mode. Give yourself permission. Say, I'm going into low power mode, just like on your phone. Everything can still function and work, but you are choosing to take it easy and you're taking things off your plate that you don't need to worry about and just take care of yourself right now emotionally and physically it's all about you and I promise when you do that you're just so relieved and it makes it easier the next time that you feel like you have depression and you just know that you've got your back and so it's not going to be this whole like fight of oh no here it comes I have to fight to not get into this depression but when you don't resist it and you just acknowledge that it's coming accept it and be okay with yourself and be so nice to yourself I promise you it is less hard it doesn't feel as hard and another thing that I wrote in this entry is I went to the place of thinking that my faith had diminished and in depression and anxiety if you have something emotional or mental going on it doesn't help to beat yourself up and say you don't have enough faith or you're not strong enough. These are mental illnesses. You cannot stop them. And it doesn't make you a less faithful person to not feel as strong. If you beat yourself up, it just makes it harder. My last journal entry is from January 31st of this year. And I wrote, I am doing things differently. I am changing my thoughts and patterns. I am doing new things in new ways. Things I have put great importance on are not important anymore because they are not serving me. I am falling into new habits. Habits that support self-love, acceptance, and self-respect. I respect myself more. I am treating myself with more importance. I am feeling important and that I deserve a lot more than what I have been giving myself. I deserve to take care of myself in any way I feel. I deserve to look and feel good. I deserve to get myself ready every day. I'm thinking about all I want and how I want to be treated by others. I'm getting expectations out of my head. I am gaining control and I am changing. I'm letting go of over-exercising. Not giving in to emotional eating is replacing that. I need more time to spend with my family and taking care of myself. I am taking less of my medication and may get more energy that way. I am evolving and changing. So depression is different for everyone and everyone's experience is different, but your experience is valid and how you feel and how you deal with your feelings matters and you deserve all of the love that you wish you could have. You can have it, but it does have to start with you. First, do not 
think that you cause depression or that you do something to trigger it. Let that go. Just think about your love for yourself. You have that in you and you are capable of feeling that love. Think of the things that grow and guard your self-love and do those things. Take care of yourself. For me, how I have come out of depression and learned to deal with it better and ultimately now I don't go into depression. It has started with figuring out, I used to say how to find my self-love, but then I realized it's already been here, always been here. I just needed to uncover it. So I encourage you to stay with yourself. Don't leave yourself. Don't blame yourself. Avoid feeling guilt or shame. And and even if you are feeling that, it's fine. Just accept it. Just accept it and let yourself feel or be however you are. And just be with yourself. Stay with yourself. And it's it takes practice to develop more self-love. And as you do that, you will know innately what you need to do to help you through these times of depression And each time it won't feel so deep and you will get more insight into what you should do for yourself. Only you know what's best for yourself. Nobody else does. And it's fine to ask for help, but then check in with yourself and see if that help that you received makes sense to you and is something that you believe will serve you. So I just hope you know that if you feel depression, you are not alone and that is possible to come out of depression and there are ways and people that can help you through that and just know that you are loved and if you'd like a full transcript of this episode and more information please visit my website at theselflovejournals.com and also you can subscribe to this podcast so that you know when a new episode is coming out which is every monday morning And remember that everything you need to be your true, authentic self is already inside you, waiting to be uncovered. Thank you so much for listening and for telling your friends and family about this podcast. Take care of yourself, friend.